Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Parking lot over here behind the courthouse because I went to uh, I went to Tropical Smoothie. So I was like, let me see if I could park somewhere downtown. It's um, it's a little pizza place over here. I think close to Vinny's. Yeah, Sam and Greg's. Oh, I didn't know they moved over here on this side. Yeah. I couldn't see the sign, but I saw the little uh, the neon sign that said pizza. Yeah, they open like oh, it's niggas out here. They were um, more or less open throughout the whole thing. They had people posting up outside a couple weeks ago. I didn't even realize. I just passed by. Like, what the fuck is going on over here? And it's like niggas real deal chilling on the patio chairs. Oh yeah, they out in full force. Ain't gonna be me though. Hell no. Hell to the nah. But yeah, like I'm I'm really doing a three week uh break between. Oh no, I'm break. waiting I'm waiting for uh them to say, you know what I'm saying, what this two week probationary period has done for the numbers before I commit to trying to do anything for real with the public. Right. Like I am uh I'm staying pray um praying and stay in my black ass at home. Right. <laughs> um, Literally. And I think we're more or less like the only, the most active Huntsville podcast. Definitely. Which is weird to think about. But. Yeah, because I also feel like we're one of the newer Huntsville podcasts. Or have we been doing this longer than most of the other Huntsville podcasts? I think we've been doing it longer than most of them and more consistent more consistent than a lot of them. Mm. They always felt like we came in after everybody else. Mm-mm. Uh, Pretty much once Anchor started taking off, that's when a lot of podcasts started popping up where you could just record on your phone. We kind of yeah. were right, bu- uh, right before that. Because we still have more or less the old school way. But I think that's why we sound better. Yeah. Definitely. But, yeah, I think we have a lot of shit to talk about this week, though. Bro, it has been like since the quarantine, this has probably been the most like newsworthy week. Literally. Because everybody died. <laughs> Both from the virus and from the celebrities. Um. Also, Ben Stiller's dad died yesterday too. 
Yo, why I didn't put two and two together and realize that he was Ben Stiller's dad? Mm-mm. You know, his mom was until uh, until he tweeted yesterday, or that was it the day before. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, that his dad had died. I was like, nigga, <laughs> of course that's your daddy. <laughs> and you know, his mom, his mom and dad were uh, a comedy duo. Like, remember Heavyweights when they were in it? Yeah. The woman was Ben Stiller's mom. Uh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Jerry uh, Stiller was my dude, especially on King of Queens. I used to love that show. I felt like that was a black-white show. Because, you know, they had Deacon next door and his family. True, and then um, weren't they Jewish? Uh, the couple. I, I think Jerry Stiller's character Arthur was Jewish, but okay, I might be mistaken. But yeah, and then yeah, Betty Wright, Andre Harrell, Little Richard. Yep. Like icons, back Andre Harrell is the most shocking to that me. That shocked me, like to my core. Because what they, happened? I'm not even sure. I haven't seen. Yeah, me neither. I was going to ask which if is, you had seen anything, which is weird because usually they announce. I don't the know. That's just gonna be that's just wild, and then to think like these people can't really have like normal funerals. Yeah, like because that's the that's one of the worst things about all this happening because people are uh people have to mourn in the middle of all of this, and you can't mourn properly or the way that we've been conditioned to believe is proper, right? Which is even more effective, especially like because death is such a a big thing in so many cultures that is just crazy. Um, like, uh, I think Uchechi was on Twitter and she was talking about some of her family who are Nigerian. They, uh, they had died and they couldn't make it home because in Nigerian culture, you're supposed to return to your homeland to be buried mm-hmm. with your ancestors. And they aren't able to do that. So, like, yeah. especially like if you have strong religious beliefs about burial and death, it's got to be messing up all of that. Yeah, this shit is fucking. It's affecting us in ways that we didn't thought think that we could be affected. Yeah, and it's I don't know, it's weird, and it's gonna be a long time before things are just quote unquote normal. I don't think. Some things will never be normal again. Like, did you see where yeah. Twitter, uh, the owner said that uh, most people are going to be able to work from home for good now? Yeah, I saw a statistic that was saying that, like, over 50% of jobs are going to be having most of their staff working from home after this. Yeah. It's going to change fundamentally how we do business. And there's people that are fighting that. And then there's also people that are going to be on the forefront of it. And those will be the people that survive. 
But yeah, Andre Harrell's death. I did look it up. They said that he uh he had been having heart problems leading up to his death. Hmm. I didn't Damn. hear any of it, any of that. Not that I was like a super follower of Andre Harrell. It's just that he's an icon. He's like such a huge staple to the culture. Like yeah, like he. Took, I can't even specifically say like hip hop or R and B. Like he, he's just like a cultural staple for us. Right. Period. Without him, you don't have Diddy. You don't have don't Joe see. Diddy. Diddy alone is big. <laughs> like we just stopped there. Full stop. <laughs> That's it. You don't have Diddy. You don't have uh. Heavy D. You don't have Mary J. Blige. You don't have Jodeci. Biggie. You don't have a Biggie. Like, crazy. And then also, he was part of Def Jam before he started his own company. So he was in the early days of Def Jam. He's in Cold Crush, the movie. Because mm-hmm. his rap group used to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So, and then yeah, that that shook me when I saw that. I was like, "What the fuck is going on this weekend?" And then later on, he was the producer for New York Undercover, which is like landmark television of showing two minorities as the leads in a cop drama, which I don't think has been done since. Another cultural moment yeah like this ain't a little small thing and for him to die is crazy because he's young i think he was 59 yeah he was only 59 and it was just like it he was still innovating like he was doing the stuff with revolt and he had so many side ventures and i think they were working on like a documentary on uh uptown hmm. or I saw something where they were planning on it maybe is what I saw but that's a story that has to be told because you get an intern in Sean Puffy Combs who eventually starts trying to run the place and you gotta fire him and then <laughs> and then he goes on to star bad boy which is another like he created like the thing about Andre Harrell is like not only is he an icon, but he created so many icons that created just like masterpieces and just like had super illustrious careers. Right. Like that shit's wild, bro. That shit is wild. Fifty nine. Oh, he also uh, produced Strictly Business, the movie. Mm, I don't know. That's the one with, uh, what's what's his name? The dude, it was with Halle Berry, Tommy Davidson, and you remember uh, Denise's husband on Cosby Show? Mm Mm-hmm. Light-skinned dude? Uh, Brown-skinned dude, yeah. Wait, Denise. Lisa Bonet. Yeah. The Navy oh, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, Raven yeah, yeah. Simone's daddy, yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, 
So it's just weird. And then you got little Richard who died on the same day. Now, granted, he's older, but he's like rock god status. Like literally was in this from the beginning. And I love little Richard because he straight up would tell white people they stole from him. <laughs> little Richard walked so that Prince could run. <laughs> In high heels, honey. <laughs> Period. Man, little like the other funny thing about little Richard is like as a generation, we really probably wouldn't know who little Richard was based on the era of music he was making. If he wasn't in all of our childhood shows in the nineties, he was in Full House. He did the theme song to Magic School Bus. Wasn't he? Didn't he actually make an appearance on Family Matters? I think so. And he was—he used to be on Sesame Street all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he was out here, and then his part in uh, "Why Do Fools Fall in Love," which is still hilarious to this day. Yeah, Little Richard definitely was out here. I know that in the last couple of years that he has said some stuff about like kind of like saying that he was not in the uh, like the I want to say like the he wasn't living the lifestyle of being gay or whatever. He said some mm-hmm. crazy stuff, but I mean, hey, you can't just grow up in America at the time that he was out here being out when nobody else was out <laughs> and not have kind of a messed up uh let's say relation to uh especially homosexuality of now where you yeah. can be open also another uh this is another link that I haven't seen anybody talk about little richard definitely went to oakwood did he yeah like when he left rock and roll, he went to seminary at Oakwood. Damn, I know that. So yeah, it's a Huntsville Connect. We always like to have the Huntsville Connects. Definitely didn't know that. Yep. But yeah, know. this is a crazy weekend. And then, all right, who else? Oh, Betty Wright. That Betty shit Wright. was shocking. Still don't know how she died either. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. I don't I don't know if people are waiting to like unless they like die from COVID, they just say it or yeah. they don't say how the person died. Cause I've been noticing that lately. Yeah, that's what I've been like. Everybody that died this weekend, I was like, damn, did they get the virus? But it was literally just like back to back to back. And on top of that, like police brutality deaths too is also like right i do this is a fucking whirlwind of shit this weekend yes and i feel like i feel weird because like literally like two episodes ago we're like we're not seeing lynchings every day like we once were every time i i say some shit the next week it'd be wrong (laughs) (laughs) it'd be all the way wrong you like, well, you juicy, dumb motherfucker. I guess you couldn't see this coming. Bruh. We'd be like, this is our year. Nope, not our year. <laughs> I... This is, um, 
did you see? So I know I know most of us know about the uh, Ahmad Arbery, but did you see the Sean Reed situation? I didn't watch the live because after seeing uh, Ahmad Arbery's death, I was like, I can't. People were just posting. I was like, I don't even want to see it. So no, I just know uh, that he was in a police chase. That's on read shit. Cops are fucked up. Yeah. Like, first of all, I don't know how many shots actually hit him, but I know that at least like, I think somebody said fourteen. I counted twelve, but I think there was like fourteen total that was fired and just hearing that fucking black cop talk about like oh well this is gonna be a closed casket funeral like that is some sick shit yeah it's almost demonic like first of all it don't take that many shots to get a nigga down it don't like I think that's like one of the things that really like super pisses me off is like I understand that as cops when you're chasing people your main goal is to make sure that they don't get too far or you know too deep into a situation where you can't reach them and they get away I get it you want to get them down as quick as you can it didn't take that many fucking gunshots like it just didn't it didn't I think part partially their adrenaline is pumping so but so bad at that point, not excusing it of course. But that's why you get excess like that. It's just crazy. It is so crazy. And then having having that be like on these videos, like now, like I I guess that's the only upside to some of this is that we are starting to get way more concrete evidence of things that are going on and cops can't just get away with some bullshit that they want to try to make up on the fly when they do kill somebody. But bruh, I just feel, I just feel like I feel that anger in me again. Like I feel that 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 sister soldier that I had like kind of pushed down a little bit. Yeah. I just feel that coming back up and I don't want to I don't want to get to a place where I'm just angry at white people again. Like I'm really trying really hard not to be, but it's it's telling. It's t- it's just so telling when I see white people skip over certain shit that I post about black people without any kind of interaction but they would interact with any other posts otherwise like that shit is so telling and I think about that shit and it pisses me off I'm like bro if I had said anything about Alabama football if I had posted a selfie if I had posted some shit about my nephew y'all be all over this shit but as soon as I say some shit about this black man being killed in the streets by the police in a way that she, that he should not have been. Where y'all at? Yeah, it always surpri- it always surprises me sometimes when I'll post like something innocent or whatever, like on Twitter, 
and somebody will like it or retweet it and I'll be like, damn, y'all be reading all this wild shit I be posting <laughs> and y'all don't ever engage with that. In none in right, in any of the other shit. Like, like we talking about black men black men losing their fucking lives and you don't got nothing to say about this. Now it is funny, like if I post a picture of like Cooper or something. Over it. <laughs> they here for that. They here for dog content. All the time. If we had ever said that a dog was shot by the police. Oh, they shut the police department down. Bruh. It would be a whole motherfucking riot out here. Let a golden doodle get shot by the police. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't hear me? You can't be no pit bull. It's gotta be something like real white. A, let a golden retriever get shot by the police. Anything. They are shutting that police department down. <laughs> A little, a little, little English terriers. I'm trying to watch my anger also with that. That's why I'm kind of more or less ignoring a lot of stuff. And I know, yeah. I know that's not good either. But it's for my own mental state because I've been, yeah, I'm trying to fight my own struggle right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be on top of all of it. But uh, Amanda Seals getting mad about Justin Timberlake taking the comments off of his post about uh, police brutality. Uh, I didn't even know she got mad about that. Yeah, she she did, man. She did some Amanda Seals bullshit. Talk what about is, what did she say? <laughs> she said that uh, you should engage with your supporters about important topics like that, and you shouldn't just leave it. Like, pretty much saying you shouldn't be a coward with it. But my whole thing is, first off, fuck Amanda Seals. Second off, I turn off comments on some political stuff, like on Instagram and stuff. I refuse to engage with certain things on Facebook. I yeah, like, you don't have to engage with shit that you don't want to engage with. Right. Like, I posted that, that video of James Baldwin. That said everything I need to say. And I, I, I turned off comments because I don't give a fuck what you think right. about it. You gonna hear this work and you ain't gonna say nothing. You either gonna like it or you gonna shut the fuck up. Right, yeah. So she got mad about that. Right, and I was just thinking, I, I do that shit all the time. Like, what she do? She did a live video or some shit? Yeah. She posted a video. Man, these blue check Twitter, they need to chill the fuck out. Like I'm I'm just fed up with celebrities at this point. But I did see a lot of I did see more white people post about this murder than I, I've seen more white people talk about uh this murder than other ones. Even to where Trump was like, the video didn't look good. It didn't look good. <laughs> and then like even when they started trying to do that bullshit like, well he was seen going into a house, I saw tons of white people be like, I literally do that all the time. Some of them are starting to get it. Some of them will never get it, but some of them are starting to finally understand. Yeah, I can I can see that happening too. Um, especially with that, I posted an article about that pastor in uh, Florida who decided to go on a jog in his neighborhood, but he was carrying a TV. Yep. <laughs> and he put his hat on like backwards on purpose, like he was kind of trying to make himself look suspicious. And he was saying that literally, like, 
nobody had any suspicions. Everybody was just waving at him like normal as he was passing by. And you know what I'm saying? Like nobody stopped asking any questions. Nobody looked at him funny. And I like when I see shit like that because people are always like annoyed when we do the whole like, oh, well, let this have been a black person. It wouldn't have gone this way. People are always like, why y'all always got to make everything about race? Like this kind of, that kind of example, that physical example right. is what people need to see because now we can say, oh, well, if this man jogging with a TV had been black, this wouldn't have gone so well for him. We have proof, like, a nigga was jogging and got fucking killed. Right. <laughs> like, and I, so here we are. But I, pers- I personally feel like it's white people's job to talk to other white people. It is. Like, that's why I really appreciate people who are actually, like, sharing and commenting and like Casey Harbin she's really good about doing everything she can and like just showing support right like that we need more white people to be exactly like that and it's not fucking hard like that's the thing it's really not hard like you see that somebody is being treated unfairly all you gotta do is speak about it Right. But yeah. It's it's not good enough to be not a racist. You have to be actively anti racist. Like Act. Like I was talking to my mom this week because we were talking about that I was telling her about that video of the little uh boy who did the uh savage uh dance and that woman smacked him. Yeah. And I was telling her about that, and I was like, that little boy's going to grow up to have some kind of complex. Either he's going to try to overcompensate for his masculinity, or he's going to be, uh, or if he is, like, gay or something, he'll be uh, terrified. And and possibly violent towards other gays. Right. And I said that, like, when I was younger, if I did stuff that, like, just growing up as a little black boy, if you did stuff that was quote-unquote girly, they'll call you, like, a sissy and stuff like that. And that that made a complex in me where I had to try to overcompensate for my own masculinity. Yeah. And so the way I tried to, I tried to counteract that is when I grew up and I learned things I had to be anti uh homophobic actively. Mhm. That's the way you do it. So it's not good enough to just be cool with gay people. You have to be actively anti homophobic. Same way with racism. While we're talking, while I'm thinking about it, uh, what you think of my mom's uh <laughs> conversation? Your mama is fucking hilarious, bruh. <laughs> uh, the 
that Kool-Aid story had me rolling. <laughs> Banana pudding too. It's 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 interesting listening to like moms talk about their pregnancies though. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy like to think about the correlations that it'll have with like some of your own personal characteristics and shit yeah. and like oh you were you used to you know be up late in the womb and you're a night owl or right. you were born at night because that's what my mama tells me all the time she's like you have always been a night owl every time I wanted to go to sleep you was always up same shit still to this day 31 years later right. like Same you go with to me. bed early I don't like I had, um, I had trained my body to go to sleep early when I was working day shift. But yeah, I've always been a night owl too. Hell, we used to be on Twitter at three, four in the morning talking. Man, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I recorded my mom and sister having a conversation, and I might put it out because that shit's funny as fuck. I think you should. I think it's like a cute little Mother's Day thing to put in there. The craziest thing was like when I was doing it, um, because it started out, of course, just us laughing about her being violent, <laughs> and then it it changed because like me and Maria were both like, "This is amazing," because <laughs> like we got her to talk about all her pregnancies and talk about the people that were there. And she talked about both of her parents who are no longer here. And then she talked about my grandma, my dad's mom, who's also dead. And all these people that are, they're just dead. And it's like, you ever, like, I got to see my mom in three different eras when she was talking to me. Mm-hmm. So I got to see her when she's talking about being a child and getting spankings. And then I, I got to see where she talked about becoming a, a parent. And her parents' uh, relation, and it was just weird. It's also weird to hear because my mom had never really told me in detail that she almost miscarried me that many times. Yeah, that is crazy. I don't know how I would feel if if my mama told me that about me because my mama miscarried before my sister was born. She was supposed to have twins, but she got into a car accident and miscarried. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. And then, like hearing her say that uh, Andre almost didn't make it to the hospital, <laughs> like it just matched everything. It matched no, like that. Just that just is perfect for Andre. Like Andre be ready when he be ready to do shit, and right. he gonna move when he ready to move <laughs> since birth. Since birth, bruh. And meanwhile, Since inception. And meanwhile, I was over a month overdue, and then <laughs> almost died multiple times, and then still didn't want to get out. <laughs> I was an introvert even in the womb. <laughs> you were chilling, bro. You was in your comfy place. It was like, nah, bro. I'm good here. Comfort zone. A whole month. But I, she had me weak when she was like, she said, she was talking to my granddaddy. She was like, "Daddy, I'm never gonna have this baby." That was hilarious to me too. 
because she like the look on her face also she looks so frustrated like she was still pregnant <laughs> just, just pure terror like uh, just over it like bro this is just not happening for me <laughs> she got me crying though when she was telling uh when she said uh after she got in a fight with me well got in a fight with that woman when she was pregnant with me she had to tell my grandma yeah. and she choked up i was like yeah she got me she yeah, when she said when she said it still gets her, I was like, oh, she still feel a way about that. That's crazy. The reason I started recording it was because she was mad as fuck at my dad right now over that banana pudding thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then she started telling the story. I was like, wait, wait, hold up. Let the me... fact that she said that she cried about that for a month afterwards, <laughs> just randomly thinking about it. <laughs> That shit cracked me up, man. Pregnancy hormones are a bitch. I know. Like, she, that shit is wild. Like, <laughs> it's just funny. And then she was saying a thing about my dad didn't know what to do. It was like, man, I'm just like that nigga. It was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I was supposed to do. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. That's that, yeah those similarities yeah because you don't and ever really yeah. you never really think about the stuff you're like your parents are until they say stuff you're like damn i am just like her yeah that, <laughs> that should always blow my mind like especially when certain things happen to you in life that also happen to your parents like man i had a friend that did this to me too or man i had you know it's like dang like it's crazy how we experience the same things and it'd be like right around the same like age mm -hmm. frame too which is also crazy the um the other reason i think i'm gonna put it out is because it's it like that's what we do every time we hang out yeah like my sister be saying crazy shit and we be hyping each other up like you you see how i am as a person based on stuff like that yeah she, true she be wilding bro it's a it's a good kind of wilding though. It's 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 mama mama level wilding. Right. It's not like she ain't go curse, she ain't go drink or nothing, but she just go be a mama, a black mom. Yeah. Speaking of black speaking of black moms, uh the hotel uh was out and about on uh Saturday for oh, the yes. the verses. Seven PM, yes it was. Um, so we had Miss Erica Badu and Jill uh Jill from Philly. Jilly from Philly. Somebody Somebody on Twitter was like, This is uh big areola uh music. <laughs> Twitter is fucking stupid. Bro. 
Like, they were in there jamming. It was so many good, like, I, they weren't even competing. They were just vibing. And I Bruh, was. It was not, like, everybody thought it was going to be a battle. And it was the opposite. It was just a harmonious, like, bitch, you crunk, I'm crunk. Right. You dope, I'm dope. We lit. <laughs> like, it's just, their oars are fucking amazing. So calm. Like, that, so like so like and then plus it was like 700,000 people in there and people be swearing that people don't want to hear R&B and shit or like real music bro. yeah like honestly that many people that shit that shit is wild when I saw the numbers keep going up I was like bro this shit is gonna get huge cause when I first logged in it was maybe like 10 minutes in and it was at like over 500,000 and I was like bro if it's at 500,000 this close to 7 o'clock right that means people were waiting people were like ready and waiting for this shit <laughs> I know it, it's like it's that's dope global, that's global shit bro yeah like I know Takashi broke that record the other day with two million, but he was with the shenanigans. This was on pure, like good shit. Like <sighs> it's just, I just love it. I loved uh, in the end too, where um, when she shouted out all her baby daddies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> But then it's like even shouting out her baby daddies is a fucking like bar like right. She got all these dope ass baby daddies, Bruh. She a legend, <laughs> legend in two games. <laughs> I fucking wish. Like, bro, that was a tweet. I saw earlier. I said I was gonna save it. It was like uh, Jill Scott makes songs about the dudes that Lauren Hill used to make songs about before they met Erica Badu. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, what? Oh man. Um. Yeah, she got a hey, Erica Badu is. I, I don't like to do this, but. She gotta have like the greatest of all time. She is my favorite, bruh. I fucking Erica is like top three girl crushes for me. Oh yeah, she's up there for me. And then she got a wagon on her too. <laughs> a wagon. A wagon, honey. Um Yeah. I just want to know how to get to that level of like centeredness. She, I mean, she was woke before woke, too. Like it's just like in the first couple of minutes, she shouted out Clarence thirteen X, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a whole temperature I'm about. <laughs> like shit like that, be reminded me that I am a hotel. Yeah, we all got it in us. It's all in us. Yeah, it's just my like when I was super hotepish when I was like twenty one. 
Yeah, I've grown from that person. But, yeah, it's still here. Well, thank God for growth. <laughs> um, yo, when she played Apple Tree, my sister used to play that album all the time. And that song used to always be my favorite. Like, honestly, I can't even pick out, like, my favorite moment. I was just in there by being like the whole time <laughs> the entire time I did not stop every song they played was like a new song right it was like yes yes now a lot of Jill Scott stuff I can't I'm not as connected to as Erica Bet Badu I don't know why I keep saying her name weird Badu yeah you keep wanting to say Badu I know she a baddie <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I keep doing it, but uh, like because like my sister and my aunt used to listen to Erica all the time. Jill Scott more or less makes a certain segment of songs for a lot of hurt women, and I've never <laughs> been a hurt woman, so it's only a couple of Jill Scott songs I can really rock to. I feel you. Everybody kept talking about like Jill Scott effortless sex appeal and like how she doesn't even have to try to be sexy. It just oozes out of her. It does. I'm just like, yeah. It's and it's true. And I saw a lot of people try to make like comparisons to like well, why will y'all hype her up but y'all won't hype up Lizzo and all this shit? I mean, just shut the fuck up. Just, oh yeah, it's like bro Jill Scott has universal love from niggas <laughs> and niggas have always been in love with Jill Scott I don't understand why people uh, why people want everybody to fucking like hate Lizzo though like why do we she brings this reaction out of people that I don't understand from people that Me supposedly either. people that supposedly don't care they get real offended by that and it's the same thing as with the Adele thing that she lost weight people are fucking weird man like acting like Adele wasn't fine as fuck before like, let's, let's be honest people been saying Adele was fine It's because why are y'all acting like big people can't be attractive? It's because some people fucking hate fat people. Like that's really what it comes down to. And like people also get really mad when you say you're like somebody is fat phobic or when you add phobia behind something, people I'm not scared and it's like, no, you dumb motherfucker, that's not what we're talking about. You create a, an environment to where people feel like they can't be accepted unless they're a certain size. That's what we're talking about. Because, like, people be like, no, it's because they worked hard and they lost weight. That's not fucking true because anytime somebody's even struggling with addiction or something, they're like, well, it's working for you if they right. lose a whole bunch of weight. Like, I had surgery 
I had uh, my tonsils taken out when I was like 16, and I lost a whole bunch of weight. And people were congratulating me like, nigga, I haven't been able to eat solid food in three weeks. <laughs> Bro, we, we just equate like a level of thinness to being perfection, I think, also. like Yeah. Even when I, like, when I've started to notice that a lot of people were making comments about my weight loss past fall, like, right after my grandma passed, yeah. so many people were like, oh, my God, like, you lost so much weight, you look so good, what have you been doing? And I'm like, I look good, like, bitch, I'm fucking depressed. <laughs> like, right. the worst time I, like, of my on life. The, on the outside, right, on the, on the outside, I'm like, what? Like, what do y'all see? Because I feel like I look like shit, like, not this is not me like sure feel like nobody's acting it's just like oh you look good right what are you doing <laughs> yeah it's so yeah everybody just equates weight loss to like It's it's because it's like all this like virtue signaling that we just apply all these things to certain groups of people. And I I really didn't used to like to talk about it because when you talk about it, people be like, oh, you're just sensitive because you're fat too. And I'm like, no, nigga. <laughs> I wasn't always fat, bro. I used to be skinny. I know what, like, I know how people have treated me at different times in my life, depending on my size. When I got back from Grambling, everybody was like, oh, you lost so much weight. Like, nigga, I've been smoking nonstop. <laughs> I'm depressed, nigga. <laughs> I am not healthy, bro. Right. I'm eating once. <laughs> and I'm walking nonstop and smoking my lungs out. Like, people are just full of shit. But, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I, I just... People just get on my we nerves. Digress. We digress. The whole thing was about uh, Jill Scott being fine, right? Um, and that being that being just a, <laughs> a healing moment for us this weekend. Shit. Yeah, it's been so much yeah. bad shit. Like I felt real life good after that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I was in, I was in such a better mood, bitch. I was immediately like I was just in our kitchen making snacks singing and shit like right <laughs> turn music on while I was in the shower which I rarely do lately like I was just in my zone like jamming like in a happy place after this shit yeah it was like it was just a good vibe I don't know why Saturdays are always like my depressed day I always get depressed on Saturdays but for some reason for some reason, I think that's why yesterday was my depressed day. Because <laughs> I didn't have my regularly scheduled uh, sad day. Your regular <laughs> My sadder day. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I have, I don't really have days. I feel like I have moments each day, but like, I just try not to like dwell in those moments. Like I definitely have like sad moments in the day where I'm just like, huh, 
this is not the situation I want to be in right now. And just going down like a rabbit hole of every way that you pictured your life being by now, that you want your life to be right now. And then I'm like, but it's okay. Cause you know, this is about to be a new start. This is about to create new opportunities. Like I level it. I try to level it back out. So I don't end up just having like whole days of, Oh, this shit sucks. Right. Because that was me for a while too, where I would just be like, let certain things just like in the, in the beginning when I was super frustrated with the unemployment thing and how like it kept fucking up my shit. Like that was just consuming me. It would take up my whole day where I just be like, man, like don't nobody talk to me. Fuck <laughs> this, fuck you, like. I'm in a mood. I don't feel like talking about shit. So, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's better to have, like, small bits of, like, downtime during the day each day than, like, one whole draining-ass day of bullshit. (laughs) I don't, like, I think partially it's because, like, on Saturdays, I work work by myself for the most part, like, on that 12-hour shift. So, I be in that bitch just chilling, and I be thinking about everything. And then, yep, I be passing by there like, damn, my nigga juice. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's it's just wild. But yeah, yesterday I was just in my feelings. That's why I texted you. I was like, I miss you. <laughs> I was like, nigga, what is you going through? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I drove straight to Tennessee. I got lottery tickets in 40s. What kind of 40s did you get? Uh, Miller High Life. <laughs> okay, champagne. Yep, the champagne of beers. <laughs> like, <laughs> Spy's trying to get me to do IT stuff because that's what he's doing now. You'd be good at that. That's where that money at, for real. I know. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a certification. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the way that you can figure stuff out, like, I'm pretty sure you could be doing some kind of information technology shit. That's what I was talking to my sister about the other day, because we were talking about the podcast and stuff. Like, all right, this is what my sister was like. She was like, I like your your overall idea, but you need to do more. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like whoa she was like like do you do any kind of marketing or like i don't ever see you on facebook or anything like man i fucking hate facebook she was like we hate facebook (laughs) and then she was she made a good point she was like i get that but people my age older millennials love facebook and i was like oh god (laughs) she has a point she was like, uh, she was like, people, you gotta market a little bit to slightly older people because we have money. <laughs> we'll buy a shirt and a matching hat. <laughs> it is also like way more harder to promote on Facebook though. Like Facebook just still doesn't because we do have our posts on Facebook, but it still doesn't have the engagement right now. Because I think another thing too is like. Let's be real. People are tired of getting uh, page requests. Right. <laughs> So-and-so wants you to follow their page. So-and-so wants you to follow their page. So-and-so invited you to follow. Like, that's another thing. It's like these other 
applications don't have follow invites. They're not pushing you to follow people. You get to decide. Right. I hate getting follow invites, and I think that just has a lot to do because it's like that's something else that I'm signing up for to get their notifications. Like I don't want to get all these people's notifications. Mm-mm. And the other thing is, I don't, I don't want to guilt somebody into liking us. Yeah, like I want to know if we're getting likes. I want to know it's because you actually like our shit, not just because I invited you to like the page, but then you don't actually engage with the content. Like, right? I want you to be here for us. Yeah, but she has some points that I'm like, okay, I'll think about. But she was like, uh, I was telling her something. I think I was telling her about how I did that laptop by myself, and then. She was like, I don't know why you never did that, like, before. And I was like, yeah, because I was always into photography and video in high school and Mm -hmm. in in college. I worked for the football team in high school and college on video. I've always been into music and technology. I don't know why. I felt intimidated to do that shit when I was, like, younger. Because it used to be, like, this, like, mystery of doing stuff like that to some people. Like, people wouldn't just tell you and put you on game about stuff. Yeah, that's true. So, like, you'd be like, I can't do that shit. But like, no, I can totally do that shit. I do that shit each week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I think that's a that's a good idea for you. And there's so many IT jobs, nigga. Like, it would not be hard to get a job. Right. I just, I don't know. I feel like, I need to start on, like, you know, like how they say most millennials will have, like, seven or eight jobs in their life. I need to just start on this next one. Because I've, I've literally only had two jobs since college. Ooh, nigga, I've already told you about my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I got somebody fixing my resume right now, and they're like, damn, girl, like, you have a lot of experience. You just don't have it on here right. And I'm like, well, fix it up. Right. Fix it up and make it Spy is coaching me with um, resume stuff. Like, bro, resume, resume, it's a science to this resume stuff. Right. And that shit, you could tell when you got somebody old. Like, I had my mom do my first resume. Mm-mm. I had, like, uh, <laughs> she ain't had, she had the same job for 25 years. She don't know how to get it, <laughs> get multiple jobs. I need to Man. get my sister to. But yeah, like these niggas out here, I'm like, man, I gotta start hustling. These yeah. niggas, like, I was telling my mom that she she uh, raised a house of bullies, and that's why we all <laughs> trying to uh, keep up with each other. It's like an arms race. Competitive. Maria and Ari won. Andre's just trying to win in different ways, and I gotta win in a completely different way. Right, your own ways. That's cool. That's how it should be. Yeah. Regardless of the the structure, the hierarchy. <laughs> but yeah, my mom and my sister were both talking about. But yeah, they be funny as fuck. Yeah, it sounds like y'all be having some real ass conversations though. We do. That should be getting oh, deep. That's, that's good. Right. I think more, more families need some of that and that shit. You try to call us the Huxtables, nigga. Y'all, y'all actually talk. <laughs> <laughs> y'all communicate, nigga? 
I, I, I did. In a room together, nigga. Right. I did. I didn't appreciate that growing up. That I can talk to my siblings and my mom. My my dad is in the room usually. He just ain't talking. He laughing when we laughing. But I didn't appreciate that really until I got older. I was like, wait. So everybody doesn't just do this. <laughs> like we just sit in a room and talk shit about each other. <laughs> And like I was telling my mom uh, about like we were talking about growing up and I was like yeah you have to give yourself grace and my my sister was like oh my god did you just say grace are you a Christian I was like hold up hold up hold up she's like that's a Christian word I was like that can be but it doesn't have to be and I was like oh shit I think they're like yes finally working yeah, right. <laughs> it's like their their big test project because they've been used to uh, making men projects. They're like, yeah, this one's gonna work finally. <laughs> but see, that's the thing about it, though. That's not you can't put anybody through a test to get them to a certain point. You just have to let life do it. That's just life. Yeah, that's I'm true. Life is at that point, not not their tactics and pills and potions and shit like <laughs> they done prayed me life, through <laughs> life will get you to that that point when you're supposed to get there yeah i i think so. they they were saying that jokingly but i think that's i think that's more so what it is but also like hell my mom's been married to my dad since she was 18 so she literally had to wait for that nigga to grow up yeah all while Damn. having kids. While so, having kids. Right. Shit. <laughs> it's just like in that one That's part that one part of the uh audio where she was like, I ain't trust him like that. I was like, You talking about my daddy? <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck? <laughs> I ain't trust him like that. <laughs> the nigga you married to? <laughs> what? Did you sleep next to him? <laughs> The nigga that you got two kids with? Bro. <laughs> that is some black parent shit. I know. <laughs> I wasn't really rocking with him like that. Like, what? Hey, be like that. <laughs> be like that. But. But yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm on a good path now. I'm trying to calm myself down. I'll just meet somebody cool one day and it'll be okay. Yeah, I just keep saying like all this shit is happening for a reason. Like not a reason as in like somebody decided to inject a bunch of people science <laughs> experiments. But like this is like we we are supposed to be able to take something from this whole experience. Definitely, we are not we are not supposed to come out of this the same way we went in. Yo, so in learning about our a lot of people been learning about themselves, bro. A lot of self introspection has happened. I've been learning a lot about the people around me. <laughs> like, 
Hey. A lot of, lot of shit, bro. You find out a lot of stuff about the people around you and just how trash some of them are. People are morphing into themselves. It is fucking crazy. <laughs> they are unfolding, nigga. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm learning a lot. I'm, it's very interesting. I will say that. Dark Knight feeling die and be a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> you come what you I'm don't want to become. Not going to become the villain. I'm talking not about, me. I'm talking about people me around us. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, shit. Yeah, shit has been very interesting, but we going to make it, bruh. Yo. Ain't, ain't nothing but a minor setback. Yo, California is on lockdown until July. Yeah, because they open back up too soon. And that's exactly what the fuck, like, this shit is happening in waves to everybody. Right. So everybody's on the same timetable. All these trends that we see that are happening in the bigger cities is the same shit that's going to happen to us. We watched them open up first. Now they got to go back on lockdown first. We opened up just recently. We gonna end up. Going, it's just a mess. It's just a trickle down effect. Like I just don't get how these niggas are out out here marching in the street, uh, saying they want to go back to work. Like eighty two thousand people didn't just die. A thousand people die a day. Like I don't understand what the fuck people think this is or isn't, but nobody is taking this shit as seriously. And it's really fucking irritating. And you can tell by the amount of people that are just out here not taking any kind of safety precautions. I'm just like, oh, so you're just not going to wear a mask because why? Right. Because you think it's silly. Yeah. Like, they really but think. Like, what other way to protect your respiratory organs? Right. And protect us from you. That's the other thing. That's why I find offense now when people ain't wearing a mask. Now, I don't wear a mask when I'm in the office. Anytime I'm outside the office, I wear a mask. Yeah. But even that, I feel stupid because I'm around some ignorant-ass people who think, oh, he's scared of uh, dying. Huh. Yeah, nigga. (laughs) I have asthma and I smoked for 10 years. You know how much my respiratory problems are? With just right. me by myself, I don't need no added on shit. And I'm black. I ain't got no health insurance right now. I don't have any health insurance right now. <laughs> I can't afford for whatever. <laughs> it might happen. None of that. Even if they had a vaccine, that shit would probably be a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, that shit gonna be pricey. You know they're gonna tax the fuck out of it. Yep. Man, it's this shit is not going anywhere, and it's just a new normal, man. We just gotta accept it. Like it's wild. Now this makes me wonder: like, is this gonna be a part of the normal flu vaccines that they give out every year? Or do this is what do they make a strain? Do they make a flu vaccine that can basically knock out any strain? Uh, or the regular flu just like one by itself I think they have different ones I'm not I I don't know really I I think they tweak it though 
if I'm going to look it up after this and if it if that isn't true, I'm going to delete this part. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's true. And with the information I have now, that's all I'm going to base it on. But I think they yeah. tweak it. Um, well, yeah. Either way, you know they're going to tax the fuck out of this shit. Like, but this is also one of those... This shouldn't be like a cultural thing to where if you're on one side and the other. Like, it's kind of like with climate change where people really don't believe climate change happens. Just like, oh, this is a liberal hoax. Why are all this? Why are all the smart things always a liberal hoax? <laughs> like all the things with actual research and science. Like it's just like when Rand Paul was uh, talking to Dr. Fauci today, and he was like, um, "Like there's going to be different opinions about things. Like if we don't have school open this summer, then we're not going to be able to." Uh, Poor kids are not going to be able to learn for at least a year. And I respect your opinion, but you're not the end all be all on this subject. It should be other people. And Dr. Fauci was like, hold up, play it real quick. <laughs> he was like, I am a doctor. I am a physician and I am a scientist. I am not the end all be all. I just go based on what I've learned. It's like, man, niggas out here trying Dr. Fauci. Like he ain't fucking... The nigga know what he's talking about. Scientific research, like they do- producing evidence. <laughs> Yo, like the niggas just lost their mind. Like they be like, I hate when anybody does this, especially when black people do this. By all oh, them doctors don't know what they doing. Like nigga, they know something. They know more than us. <laughs> well, right. Like I people literally go out of their way to believe everybody but scientists and doctors and researchers. And I'm just like And it's not even what? complex stuff. It's just like wash your fucking hands. Don't put your fucking hands in your face. And they're like, Oh, this is tyranny. Nigga <laughs> People are fucking dying. And then like Everybody just still deciding to throw kickbacks just because, like, oh, well, it's family. Like, I've been around them, and I'm just like, <laughs> like, my mom is talking about how my aunt wants to come up here and visit, and I'm just like, we don't need to be introducing any new bodies, right? Coming from new cities, like, we that's that's not what we need to do at the moment. That's the other thing that scares me about the South. Uh, because both white and black people down here are distrustful of any institution. <laughs> and we all, like, black people be rolling our eyes about, yeah, okay, that's what the man said. And I hope it don't fuck us up in the end. I think it will. I mean, it already has because we already don't have access to health care. And if we do, it's not always the best, like, that's part of the reason why this shit is killing black people at a higher rate. Right. Um, now, I was watching somebody say that black people were actually predisposed to this strain of the coronavirus, and that that has a lot to it, which I think is very weird. 
Um, but yeah, it's going to hurt us. I don't more know. because I don't know if it's just naturally that we're predisposed, or it's just based on other things that we're just more likely to get it. Because I think it's multiple factors, but it's just I don't know. It's wild. Just be safe out here, people. There's nothing but high school kids out here. It's so funny. <laughs> to be young. Speaking of which, um, I did have a random question. Um, I was I follow somebody on Twitter, and they had gotten a whole lot of old Double XL magazines. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, I used to have so many magazines when I was like in high school and early college. What, magazines were. What were your, your go to magazines? Man, I used to read, obviously, like fashion magazines, like Seventeen magazine, Allure, um. There's one that was like um that that was also the time of um like blogs. Mm-hmm. Blogs were coming up too. I kind of I kind of consider those like magazines because there would be like online, you know, flip through situations. Um, there was this one online that I used to love, but just a bunch of like fashion shit. Nothing crazy. I did used to love uh, National Geographic. I subscribed to one of those things like through the bookstore or something once and I literally would get every magazine that came in the package and throw them all away and only keep the National Geographic because <laughs> it had some dope-ass photography in it. Yeah. National Ge- Geographic photography is unmatched. I, I still have... Disney Plus has a lot of National Geographic stuff because they own National Geographic. And I mm-hmm. haven't watched any of it yet. I need to start watching it. Um, right. The, the magazines I mostly read, of course, were mostly music related. So, Double XL. I, I didn't really like the source because by the time I like got to... Uh, high school source was already it was whack because they had had that beef with Eminem and so they had lost credibility in hip hop community so everybody was on double XL Rolling Stone my sister had a subscription to Rolling Stone in which I inherited it (laughs) when she went to college Um, Vibe I love the photography and vibe Vibe Hell yeah. Um, well, we got Double XL. Oh, Complex the magazine. I love. That's my favorite magazine ever. Complex was good because it had the mixture of fashion and culture, and it was it was like Kanye worshippers, <laughs> Kanye and Kid Cudi worshippers, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And then that was before like Complex. Now is kind of I don't. I rock with them, but I don't rock with them. They be on some bullshit sometimes. It's a lot of white dude bros in positions of power over there. I don't follow them so much. It's more now that they're on 
a more like social media platform. Yeah. Cause now, now I feel like now that I have more access to them, I just get tired of it. Like I see shit pop up, and I'm like, eh, I don't want to read this. Like the magazines used to be I so. The shade room, yeah, the shade room has conditioned me to be that way. Yeah, magazines, complex magazine used to be so different because it had the flip issues. So on the back end, it had the buyer's guide. So you could look at all the dope fashion stuff and they tell you where to buy it. And then the other end had like the music and cultural side. And then it had like, mm-hmm. had cute girls in it and all this other stuff. Um, Slam magazine. Uh, basketball. Slam, I forgot about Slam. Um, I never bought it, but I would always read King magazine when I was... <laughs> Because that was not coming home with me. So, I used to, uh, of course, because it was fine women. And then, of course, those articles actually used to be dope. I know a lot of people uh, joke about, like, I'll read Playboy for the articles. Shit like that be having interest in articles. I can't say that I've ever actually read any King magazines. Um, what else? Oh, uh, did y'all used to have Jet or Ebony? Um, we didn't, but like my aunt and them did. Like, when I think of Jet Magazine, I just think of my auntie them at my grandparents' house just having them all out. Jet is such an auntie thing. (laughs) And then also, Jet is so weird because it would have like, that's like the type of stuff that I feel like we need now. Like having like staples like that. Like, cause they yeah. had in the front, they would have like birthdays, like wedding announcements. They had the Jet Beauty of the Week. It have right. articles and like every famous black person would be on the cover. And it'd be like, oh, Michael Jordan is on it. And then Ebony Magazine, same thing. And now yeah. people have reappropriated. Uh, the word ebony to where that means something sinister now because these freaks <laughs> <laughs> they stole a beautiful word and made it disgusting <laughs> yeah they did man yeah black magazines just used to be like community feels like right this is what's wrong with us and then, like, you had, like, other, like, specialty black magazines. Like, yeah, like, Sister to Sister for black women. You had Essence for black women. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting one. A major one. Now Essence uh, is just a concert. <laughs> pretty much. Essence. Ebony Jet. I feel like those are the main three, like Black Magazine. Like, I used to love Vibe because Vibe was like the hip, cool one, and Quincy Jones was over it. And Vibe, they, yeah. And they have some iconic covers, too. Like, that's what made me start yeah. thinking I want, like, Cause when I was at, when I went to college, in my Foot Locker, I had a whole bunch of old magazines that I would make collages out, 
and I would mm-hmm. let my friends like just read them and stuff. Like I more or less had a. This is gonna sound so nerdy. I more or less just had a library with me because <laughs> I just had tons of books and magazines. So niggas would just come through and borrow shit. I can believe that. So yeah, bro, college was kind of cool. I ain't even gonna lie. Like I was like an interested ass little nigga. I miss magazine days. Damn, that was that's exciting. Like it's always exciting when your magazine in the mail, your new magazine. In right. The mail. Oh, GQ. I am. I read the fuck out of GQ for years. I still have it on my uh, fire. I have a subscription to GQ. Like I flip through it every now and then. It's only like twelve dollars a year. A year. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, GQ put me on a lot of game. Taught me how to uh, find cologne, how to store it. Like they were giving okay. out, they were giving out the facts. GQ is for the man's man. Yes, manly man. <laughs> I forgot oh, about yeah. Smooth Magazine. <laughs> I miss Magazine days. That's so crazy, bro. I used to love magazines. Yeah. What else did I used to read? What were the other girl girly ones? There was Seventeen, Teen Vogue, Cosmopolitan, Allure, Vogue, uh, Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue woke as fuck now. They I be seeing the shit they be posting on Twitter. Be like, okay, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> um, those were the major ones. Word Word Up. Word up. I forgot about that one. I'm looking up uh, stuff now. J14 or just for teens. Yo, that that shit needs to be propaganda. Like, uh, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> right on. Uh, wow. That's crazy. Magazines were, I don't know. Can we bring magazines back? Or does everybody just have podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> podcast. I think we are all used to scrolling now. Right. It's just something about flipping a page and seeing the like the clash of those different things and just and plus I just love photography. And you always just have beautiful people in dope ass clothes. People don't even have magazines on their coffee tables anymore. I know. The only place I ever see magazines is in like waiting rooms now. It's it's a waiting room thing. Yeah. Bro, I'm gonna get some magazines and put it on my coffee table. I already got that Tupac and Jay Z book on the coffee table. No, nah, I'm gonna switch it up. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back for the culture. For the culture. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.